Impromptu twirl here on the Monday Nooner. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I guess this would be, what? what is this belt? Would this be twirl 20, 34, 35? What are we calling this? Boys, this is 35. If you're just tuning in to listen to this, check out Jeff Audgers, Twirl 34. We just dropped him this morning. Great guy, Spy Hill, Saskatchewan. The guy's an absolute beast. You should see his arms are the size of my legs. Great interview. So, yeah, I know this is 30, This is 35. Uh, but, yeah, go check out 34 if you guys haven't listened yet. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that haven't listened to the program before. What it is, we're a bunch of Sask hockey guys talking Sask hockey with guys and going through the journey. And then we do cover a lot of minor hockey, senior hockey, and uh, stuff like that. So title sponsor of the program, Rosetown Mainline GM in Rosetown and Rosetown Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Rosetown. Go visit those guys. They're the title sponsor of the Monday Nooner. A lot of great specials right on right now by a used or new vehicle. You can get a private jet, you and three buddies, to an NFL game next season. That is correct. A private jet, you and three friends to go to an NFL game of your choice next year. Buy a use a new or used vehicle at Rosetown GM or Rosetown Chrysler. So belts, we're start. We're doing this, I guess, because what Sask Hockey came down with today. And I actually really haven't even read the full release and what happened. Maybe just take people through, you know, what's going on. I'm sure a lot of people know. Well, I think there was lots of jap in the last few days about being status quo for the next two weeks, but I think today it kind of dropped that, you know, we're not probably getting back to anything until the end of March is what they're saying. And again, we'll go back to this. Hey, we're all not a bunch of pigeons. We're not dumb. You know, the season's basically over. Let's call 2021 a wash and we're, we're going to be moving into 2022. So a lot of people got a lot of questions. A lot of people are frustrated, Barney. You know, it's we got this COVID hangover. I know it's really getting to me. And, uh, yeah, I think people are sick of it, and they want the kids to be able to play. And so the misconception here that we should really clear up, that we yeah. get on social media, we have people texting us and even calling us and saying, Sask Hockey, Kelly McClintock, basically, oh, the devil, you know, so yeah. bad. When you're going to hear his interview – he is on our side, people. They want nothing more than the kids, the teens, to go play hockey. They want nothing more. There are There's a bigger, um, I guess, thing at play here with COVID. The government, Dr. Shahab, it, it all trickles down, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, I know you're right, Barney. And I think that's one of the biggest things we want everybody to realize we're going to take into Kelly here right away, but just listen to what he has to say. He, he, he's with us. He's, he's on our side. He wants the kids to play. We talk about the eight people on, on the ice thing. He's got a great answer to that. But anyway, I'll let Kelly tell the story. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll rip in here. Thanks, Kelly. And uh, here's the interview. And the interview Kelly always McClintock. brought to you by Kent Bittner and Bittner Mortgages. Uh, Kelly McClintock joining us, Sask Hockey. Uh, we teed it up on the socials. Thanks so much for taking some time, Kelly. And uh, yeah, obviously, I guess... Probably a, a difficult few days for you guys there at the office. Yeah, well, was, you know, we had a little bit of hope on Tuesday when uh, they postponed the public health order for another two weeks. But uh, yesterday, uh, during a call with all the provincial sport governing bodies is when they told us uh, they weren't prepared to approve any return to, to games for at least a month and probably not till the end of March. So that was pretty disappointing to hear. And, uh, you know, I, I asked the question of why it wasn't announced the day before. And, and they said they wanted to focus on, you know, the topic of vaccines. But, you know, this is a pretty big topic for not just hockey, but a lot of other sports. So 
just so people understand that are listening and and they I guess the misconception is Sask hockey is, is doing a lot of this. And, you know, when you meet with the government, it's, it's all the sports and in the province that, that are kind of meeting with the province on this. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's two different angles. One, you know, SAS sport is the umbrella group for all the provincial sport governing bodies and there's 75 or 76 different sports. So there is people from the ministry of health and the business response team and the government that, will be in those calls and try and answer questions, which is pretty difficult when you're looking at individual sport and team sport, summer, winter, all that type of thing. Uh, but generally I deal with the deputy minister that's in charge of the business response team and one person on that team. Uh, so we've been fortunate that they've been assigned to hockey and I don't deal with the ministry of health and, and people get mixed up between the ministry of health and SASC health don't deal with SASC health whatsoever. You deal with the ministry of health, but I, we never get a conversation, you know, uh, with Dr. Shahab or people with the ministry of health to, we have to work through the business response team, but the decisions are made by Dr. Shahab and the ministry of health. That's the key part that people don't understand. Kelly, with, uh, with this news coming out today, in all honesty, what's the outlook for even having any hockey in 2021? Uh, I, you know, it's going to be really difficult to even have games. I don't see junior hockey because right now, you know, they can't even practice. Uh, so like the SJHL, I don't foresee them being able to continue. Uh, we had a, we had a listener question from actually Dr. Sean Fleming uh, was asking, is there, was there any consideration given in increasing the number of kids on the ice from eight to just 12 so that they could have like a regular practice even as a team? We have been requesting right from uh, the end of November to have to allow the whole team to be on the ice. Uh, when I asked, uh, we were told that the number is eight. When I asked, where did you get number eight from? Have no idea. So I can't tell you where that came from. either. That is a really good question. And that's something for our listeners that are listening to comprehend here that Sask hockey and these guys working, they didn't come up with eight. Eight was kind of no. given to them. So it's totally asinine to think that eight's your number for a hockey rink. Eight's the number for, you know, kids that are playing hypothetically, you know, badminton or, or something like that. Um, or volleyball, volleyball yeah. basketball, that type of thing. Kelly, you, obviously you've talked to a lot of groups uh, around, around the province. How many hockey rinks, small towns, do you think that are, this will be catastrophic for them? Well, I think uh, there's going to be numerous. There's a lot that were telling me that they, if they, you know, couldn't play games, if the announcement came out, couldn't play games as of January 15th, they were just turning the plants off. So, you know, I'm not sure. I, I would say by the end of the month, because you want, you, I could, I could see them keeping it with the demand to keep it through to the end of January and turning it off at uh, the last month of January or last day of January. Kelly, another uh, another listener question from actually Top Shelf Prospects. Has SHA done any lobbying to Hockey Canada about extending players' eligibility by one year? I know the NCAA has already done that. Uh, has there been any – obviously, there's probably been some talk, but any anything further to that? We That was discussed nationally last spring, and uh, the decision was no. Have we have you? another question actually from Adrian Ivy. She's wondering if there's going to be any discussion about spring hockey, something that 
you know, Saskatchewan's discouraged in the past, but uh, are they going to look at something maybe this this spring for this uh, for this group of kids with what's going on? She's uh, Adrian must be a hockey fan. I think she emailed me this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, just the one thing is, you know, we're not anti spring hockey. That you know, so it's just that it's non-sanctioned, and we'd like to see it sanctioned, and so that kids are all covered properly from an insurance perspective, but. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen uh, because right now, if it doesn't change, if things don't get better, they, they can only be on the ice with eight people on the ice. Right. And, uh, and then I don't know if they'll do anything like uh, if things don't get better, like in the province of Manitoba, they just shut rinks down. Right. And so uh, nobody has played any hockey since uh, mid end of October in, uh, in Manitoba. We had a question here from from Chris, and I want to think that this is probably geared more towards senior hockey, but it, it could trickle down to all. Um, registration money, will that carry over to next year? Will there be refund? Is that a huge headache for you? Do you know what you're doing there? Yeah, we, we, we haven't uh, finalized what we're going to do there. From a minor hockey perspective, you know, the kids have been playing. So, you know, that money has been there. Our, you know, if there's refunds in minor hockey, that will be local, right? Because the fee to us is 48 bucks. We Hockey Canada, of that $48, $3 goes to Hockey Canada on a per participant basis. And they've reduced that to $1.50. So, you know, we're, we'll probably be looking at giving associations back $1.50 per participant. In senior hockey, we haven't addressed that yet. Uh, we're probably they'll probably have a refund of some kind. Anybody from the business response team that you deal with, Kelly, entrenched in hockey or background with hockey, and then anybody from Sask Health that trickles down? Do you know of? Or, you know. Yeah, the the deputy minister that I deal with definitely is a hockey guy. Is uh, is from Craig originally, and uh, you know still plays rec hockey. And then the other person that's assigned to us, uh, yeah, definitely is hockey. He's a former RCMP officer, was on the board of the Oakton Terriers at one time. So, yeah, they're hockey people. Well, that's fantastic for for the people that are listening. Uh, another big question, I've had it actually text to me. We had somebody on uh, on Twitter mention it. What do you guys think, and have you talked to any of the other you know, boards across Canada. What do you guys think for the kids that were maybe teetering a bit this year? You're not so hardcore hockey, you know, and now these kids are snowmobiling, ice fishing, skiing, doing this other stuff. Will there be, you know, is there a, an attrition rate that you guys maybe are looking at as far as hockey players? I think that other, like I had a call today with other provinces. And so, you know, if you're in Ontario and Quebec where they haven't been able to play at all, uh, you know, even, even Manitoba, there might be, but, you know, for us, you know, we're looking at our registration, we were only down 7%. And, uh, you know, if in, in a lot of uh, areas like first nation communities that normally register and have been on lockdown, they haven't registered. So, you know, I think uh, the 7% was a really good number. Uh, But as I said to some of my, you know, people that have asked the same question you did is where are those kids going? Like if you're, if those kids are, are in an urban setting, they're not playing other sports. And so, you know, hopefully we can get them back. So we're, it's not like we're losing them to basketball or volleyball or something because they're not, they're not playing that. So uh, if anything, I think they'll still play, but you know, they're the people that are at the, you know, the double A or a level, they're generally pretty, they're, they're committed. It's the people at the B and C level 
And, you know, are they committed even in a normal year? Yeah, they're, they're committed to games and probably not committed to, you know, practicing like in this kind of situation that we're in now. Kelly, I know this is probably early, but with the talk of, you know, you said no eligibility, has there been any talk about moving the age groups back to what they used to be? So, you know, both years of novice kids, for example, this year would still be novice again next year, going back to two years of midget rather than three. Absolutely no discussion nationally at all. Uh, Kelly, here's a question for you. And maybe as a, I don't think this would fall under SAS hockey, but as a hockey mind and a guy that's been around a lot, would it be possible if a 16-year-old kid last year played in the WHL, now he's almost been shut down for a year, would that kid now be able to explore NCAA in a scholarship? Uh I would, that would be totally up to the NCAA. I would say he, you always can explore, but he's going to definitely sit out years, right? So that would be up, you know, because you can, if you play that one year in the Western Hockey League, you're going to sit out a year. So, you know, absolutely, I guess he could. And and if, depending how good he is, you know, uh, a school will take a, take a risk on him. Like, let's face it, when Jonathan Taves went the NCAA route, I, I don't think North Dakota expected him to be there four years. Yeah, that's a good point. Are you, um, you know, talking to the SJHL teams and and maybe even WHL or anybody in hockey? Are you starting to see? You know, we we heard of Cole Sillinger going down yesterday to the uh, or this week to the USHL to play in Sioux Falls. Are you hearing maybe a little bit of an exodus for kids that do have that option to go and play uh, in in a league that's going down south? Well, I think Cole's Cole's got the advantage of being a dual citizen. Uh, so, you know, if, if you are in that situation, I think you have those options. But, uh, you know, we're not, you know, or if, if people have the the means to be able to get down there, if, if you know what I mean. So, you know, otherwise, you know, I, I don't I don't see I don't see that. Belt, you want to go? I think I'm good, buddy. No, I, that was great, Kelly. We really appreciate that. I think that's yeah, good no, I'm just trying to look through here if any if any new ones of uh, any new I ones. Have, I just went through them all. I don't see much. Come on, I see the the biggest thing that we're seeing is is that people think that even though they read the read the announcement, they still think as hockey that's shutting down games, and and that's the really that's the tough thing to get through to people, right? And and I'm still getting I'm still getting people that have been calling in the last week saying, why haven't you shut down hockey totally? You know, it depending on what side of the fence you are, you're not anybody, right? Yeah, so. we, we talked about this the other day too. I think on our podcast that you know you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. People have strong feelings on either side of it, and uh, yeah, it's really unfortunate what's going on. That's have, for sure. But it's definitely not you know SAS hockey's fault. You guys are being mandated, so there's nothing you can have, really do about it. Yeah, yeah. Then that's that's the thing people got to you know get through their heads. Kelly, have you heard about this uh, New York State Amateur Hockey Association filing, uh, uh, you know, against the the Governor uh, Como for shutting down hockey in New York? <laughs> no, I haven't heard that. Yeah, that that no, that's now that's the beauty of the states, right? That that's just right there, right? right. Yeah, don't give it if we're going at it. Um, and then just just back to the spring thing, Kelly, like. I guess at what point or at what level do you think that that people could get into a room and maybe hammer something out here where where Sask hockey 
is included because I know, like we talked about before, my son plays spring hockey, and there seems yeah. to be this this barrier, this vendetta against Sask hockey for spring. Has anybody ever got you know a few guys in a room and said, let's 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 open up a case of O sixteen here and let's chat about <laughs> this and and how can Sask hockey and 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 the spring leagues work together? You know, to be honest, we did that about uh, I'm going to say six eight years ago where. You know, the groups at the time that were in existence, uh, we invited them. Uh, I had the the individuals in charge of insurance at Hockey Canada with me, and we talked about it. And uh, you know, what was interesting is everybody in from any of those programs stated that there's no way that they could match the insurance that Hockey Canada has. And most of them didn't know what their insurance policy had and what they covered. And there was even one individual who, you know, pretty good hockey guy, was in the insurance business and afterwards said, I'm even embarrassed because I know I got a certificate, but I have no idea what the coverage is. And I can, you know, I said, I guarantee you the people that are the operators have coverage, but I'm not sure what the individual yeah. uh, parents and players have from a coverage perspective. And, and, you know, the, the, the risk factor is, you know, from an injury on ice is fairly low in young kids. But the key thing that people don't realize is the hockey Canada coverage is from the time you step outside your door, until the time you get back to your house, right? So it's, you know, uh, it's, you know, there's lots, been lots of, I've dealt with lots of car accidents and deaths and various ages and, and parents, and you're dealing with, you know, the bus crash and you're dealing with all kinds of situations, right? And uh, so things happen, things happen in, uh, there was a young guy from Saskatoon that fell down an elevator shaft about 20 some years ago uh, in Lethbridge and, and, uh, and passed away you know, there was some coverage because it was at a sanctioned event. Joey, so, uh, Joey, kinds of Nick, situations. Joey Nekranko, I think is the last name. Yeah. Saskatoon Baron. Yeah. That was tragic. Yeah. Story. Like, you know, and who would have thought that something, you know, whoever thinks like that. Right. But even, even things like, you know, I've had kids that have their teeth knocked out on a water slide in a, in a hotel, right. Those type of things are coverage. Now, now you know, some people say that's not a big deal, but for me, yeah, I'm, I'm more worried about the that coverage. I'm not worried about who they're playing with or where they come from. I don't care if there's kids from Manitoba and Saskatchewan on a team. Who cares? But if the event is sanctioned, pay the fee. And if they've already been registered in the, in the wintertime, we didn't even charge them the, the additional fees for the springtime, right? Is so. it? Is it uh, first and foremost the water slides in like North Battleford and PA or they can get a little rough? But the <laughs> the one thing is it is it maybe more when it comes to spring some of these tournament organizers that are doing it as I guess a side job and I can't judge that that's fantastic for them. Is it more them maybe saying you know? I think there, I think there's a combination, Barney. I think there's them. I think some of them would probably like it uh, because. Then from a discipline point of view, you have that, you know, you have that dad who's coaching who loses it and gets kicked out of the game. Now they don't have to deal with it. They just follow the discipline guidelines, right? So there's that aspect. But I think also it's it's with programming that there's my perception, and I could be wrong, there's some people just don't like being told what to do. Yeah. And they don't like rules. They don't like something and going, you know what? I get to do what I want, how I want, when I want. And, and I don't want to be accountable, right? I think, I think there's that aspect. Last question for me is the elite leagues, um, you know, and those ones that are trying to start up in the, in the, in the province. Um, do you see them maybe 
gaining any strength off something like this, but they can't really do anything too because they're mandated under SASC Health. They're they're under the same things that that we are, and and you know as I said to the uh, one of the things I said to the provincial government yesterday in an email is if you're not allow us to play games, then you're you, there's almost like the encouragement for some people to go out and try and be playing places uh, not abiding by the restrictions, right? I'm already here. I'm already heard like you know today from a couple of small towns going. Yeah, well, you know, we do public skating on one end and we play shinny on the other end. I'm going, you can't do that, right? And we're going, we can't? No. Like, you know, if a public health inspector comes in, look out because you're liable for the big fines. And they're going, well, really? <laughs> My last question, how many years have you been doing this, Kelly? Uh, 26. And, and this has obviously been the most uh, challenging. Uh, is Palm Springs looking like pretty good right around right about now for you? Is this, is this something you're going to continue if this thing continues for another half year or so? I still have like a 22 year old and a 19 year old at home. And, uh, so I still have debt. So. <laughs> right on buddy. Hey. hey, Kelly, we really appreciate you hopping on here with us. We appreciate the sport. Uh, you know, you're doing a great job and, uh, hopefully we can clear, clear up a lot of misconceptions by our listeners and our, uh, and our Twitter people. So we, uh, we appreciate it and uh, hopefully yeah. we can get rolling here again. Thanks a lot. I appreciate being on guys. Thanks. Take uh, care. Have a good day, Thanks. Kelly. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what else people want uh, belts. You know that that's it right there. Uh, you know, grab a grab a GW 016. Go sit with your buddies, distance in a garage, and uh, and chat and and jap about Sask hockey and how they're so bad. I don't know what more you want this guy to do and this group that's working there. No, I mean they've covered all their bases. Obviously, you can tell they they're they're they don't even know what's going on. They 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 don't even understand some of these decisions because it's like we've said some bean counter up there making a decision saying we have to have eight people on the ice, not twelve, and they say, well, why? Uh, uh, well, we don't know, but we're just going to pick the number of eight. So you know. It's it's a little bit ridiculous. Like this thing in New York is pretty crazy. The governors uh, have, I guess, filed against the state and Governor Como um, about hockey being canceled. And I'm going to be really curious. I, there's a lot of parents out there that are probably of legal backgrounds, and I don't know if they're going to. Well, some of the provinces up here are going to start going down. You know this. Uh, down this path but it's just so unfortunate for not just hockey we've talked about it all the sports it doesn't matter dancing band whatever this sucks and you're gonna have that other side that's tugging hard for a full lockdown 90 percent of those people get guaranteed paychecks guaranteed yeah. they're you know they're not out there working uh, if they get shut down they're shut down it's unfortunate. I don't know. You know, obviously, I'm like I said, spring election's going to come. Everyone's going to think Trudeau's a hero because we're going to get the vaccine faster. Of course, we're going to get vaccines faster, people. There's two more companies bringing them on. Don't be fooled. You know, yeah, I know you got a man bun and a beard and you got to vote for them, but just think it through. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're going to get some money back in this. I know it's a concern for a lot of people. A lot of people laid off, not people aren't working. They're wondering about the refunds. So, Hey, if you're getting some money back, we're going to go into spring. You got nothing to do. Hit up rusty shovel. You can head on down there. They'll take care of all your landscaping Ooh. needs. Uh, you know, take a picture, send it in a couple measurements. Boom. You got a quote from those guys. So yeah. you know what? You can always spend your money locally. If, uh, if, and when we get those refunds, that's right. Or, you know, 22 fresh put Monday nooner promo code 15% yeah. off. Right there, anything online, or even if you go into the store of 22 Fresh and say Monday noon or 15% off, or just get a vasectomy, gentle procedure, yeah. Saskatchewan. You got money saved up. 
You know, why or Dr. Sean Fleming for an eye exam? Yeah, you know what? You never know. You hit on all of them. But anyway, thanks. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Going to take you out of this quick twirl and uh, appreciate everybody listening and the feedback on Twitter.